Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help overwork CPAs go down to 40 hours and then down to 25 hours without giving up revenue. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, we're talking about when, why, and how to use a waitlist, and how using a waitlist is part of the way out of the trap that is overworking. And when you can use a waitlist, it's better for everyone, your clients, your staff, and most of all, you. I want to do this by way of a story. A story of two restaurant owners, Alex and Dylan. So imagine two restaurant owners, Alex and Dylan, they both own popular local restaurants, the kind where there's a line out the door every night of the week. So let's imagine Alex first. She sees a line out the door, a line of hungry diners waiting to get in. And Alex panics and she thinks, oh no, there are people waiting. I have to let everybody in. We have to serve everybody. So many people want to eat here. We've got to let them all in. So she runs into the kitchen and she tells the chef to hurry up. And she says, make those noodles boil faster. And she runs to the bartender and she says, pour those drinks faster. And she runs to the waitstaff and she says, get those plates out to the table. She runs around with her hair on fire and she's on edge the whole evening. She's let the diners in. She's let the tables fill up. And then she has let more diners in, but there's nowhere for the extras to sit. So they stand around, they hover, they look annoyedly at their watches, they clog the pathways for the waitstaff, who themselves become challenged to deliver meals to tables, and the standers interrupt the waitstaff and they're like, how long is it going to be? The standers make it impossible for the waitstaff to do their jobs, to deliver the meals to the tables, to bust the tables, to turn the tables the very thing that's needed for those who are standing to get a table. The bartenders are similarly slammed, the kegs are empty, and they can't even get to the basement to swap the hoses. So the diners are uncomfortable because they're getting a stink eye from the standers. Those who are standing waiting are impatient. The waitstaff are frazzled. And Alex is frustrated. So it goes on like this for a while. It starts getting late. She wants to close the kitchen at 9 p.m., but she feels like she owes it to the people who have been waiting in line forever to feed them, to serve them. So eventually she seats them. 
And then by 10 o'clock, she can see the end of the line. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But of course, there are a few late arriving stragglers who show up and they get pushy about being fed. So fine, she gives them a table. She's here, she might as well. And then she finally closes the kitchen at 10.30. The last diners leave at 11. She cleans up, takes out the trash, turns off the lights and locks the doors. She was hurried all night. She hurried her chef, she hurried her bartenders, her waitstaff, and her diners. She goes home exhausted, she misses her evening, her family, and she'll reschedule tomorrow's plans to hang out with a friend because she's just too tired. She might be doing okay or even killing it in terms of revenue, but she's killing what matters most, the experience. When she's running around with her hair on fire and hurrying everyone, she's killing the experience for everyone. Her diners, her chef, her bartenders, her waitstaff, her spouse, her friends, her kids, her bird, and most importantly, let's not forget herself. Some nights she does not look forward to going in because she knows what she's going to be facing. Now imagine Dylan. Dylan too sees a line out the door, a line of hungry diners waiting to get in. Dylan takes a step back and thinks, I really wanna feed everyone. They're hungry, I have food, I love feeding people. But I also want everyone to have a great dining experience. That includes the customers, but it's not just the customers I want to have a great experience. I want my chefs to be able to handle the orders without losing their cool. I want the bartenders to be relaxed and friendly. I want the waitstaff to be welcoming. I want our diners to love the experience of eating here. I want them to be so delighted they tell their friends they have to come eat here. Of course I would love to be able to seat everyone who wants to eat here, but not at the expense of the people who are already eating here. So Dylan creates a wait list. She grabs a sheet of paper and a clipboard and she captures the name and the cell phone number of the people waiting in line. She tells them about how long she thinks it's gonna be so that especially those who are super hungry can make the decision as to whether or not they feel like waiting or if they'd rather go somewhere else. She also thinks, I need to hit my numbers, but I don't wanna price every last person out because after all, I'm about food, I'm a foodie, I love the experience. I want to be able to give people the experience. Everybody deserves to be able to eat out. I don't want to price everybody out. So what can I put on my menu so that I can offer some more expensive options for those who are happy to pay more and offer a few less expensive, lower cost options for those who might be willing to spend less? Between the wait list and the optimized prices, she controls the flow of diners into her restaurant. She creates a wonderful dining experience and she brings in the revenue that she needs. Her diners are delighted, they tell their friends, and her wait list stays populated. She enjoys running a restaurant, she enjoys creating a great dining experience for her clients, and her team of bartenders, chefs, and waitstaff work reasonably well together. She closes the kitchen at 9 p.m., her staff take care of the rest, and she heads home with some energy to spare. You know where this is headed, but cue the drum roll anyway. Does your practice look a little bit more like Alex's or a little bit more like Dylan's. Sometimes it seems like serving all those clients is the thing to do. Sometimes it seems like serving all those clients is the thing you have to do. But the problem is that believing that serving all those clients is the thing you have to do leads to overworking. And overworking is a trap. There are only so many seats and so many tables, 
and noodles need to boil for 12 minutes. Getting out of the overworking trap means being ruthlessly honest with yourself about how long it takes to serve your client roster. Just add up how many monthly clients and annual clients you have times how long the monthly clients take, how long the returns take, and you will see why you're caught working 70 hours a week during tax season and now during the September-October tax season. It's right there, but it can be really hard to see the solution when we feel like we have a duty to serve everyone who comes in the door. The solution in Alex's case is to move the standing people out onto the sidewalk, but she's worried. She's scared of what people will say. She's not sure what to say and how to say it, and she's worried she'll lose revenue. She's worried people will be upset, but that's okay because she already has that. People already are upset. Her diners are uncomfortable. They're getting the stink eye and glared at by the people who are standing up. Her waitstaff are frazzled, her chefs are stressed out, her bartenders are under pressure, and she's frustrated, and she's got a bunch of people standing around looking at their watches, being annoyed, and they're hungry, and they don't know how much longer it's going to be until they get fed. Everyone's already upset. She's worried people will be upset. She already has that. So often, the thing that we are afraid of having, in many ways, we already have. So consider the simplest possible thing that works. A sheet of paper, a spreadsheet, name, email address, date of contact, perhaps desired services, perhaps a few notes. Done. No need to overcomplicate creating a waitlist. And if you're wondering what to say and how to say it, you can start with, thanks so much for reaching out. In order to ensure a high quality of service for clients, we only bring in new clients when space is available. Our next available space is likely to open in XX month, YYY year. You're welcome to add your name to our waitlist and we can reach out to you when we anticipate an opening becoming available. There's no deposit required to be on the waitlist. And if the time isn't right when we reach out to you, you're welcome to hold your spot on the list. Thank you so much for understanding. When you manage capacity and protect the experience for your existing clients, for your staff, for your admin, and most importantly, for yourself by using a wait list. It's better for your clients, it's better for your accounting practice, it's better for you and your life on your one trip through space. Have an amazing day. I'll see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.